We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Is when they fired Canada. Is when they is when Art stepped in and fired him mid-season. I want to just go back to something Aditi brought up last hour, and we'll take calls here at 412-928-9370. She talked about the discipline problem that they had that Najee brought up and said that Mike's just not going to do anything about it, so the players have to, the inmates have to run the asylum, basically, and figure it out themselves. That comment that Najee made is catnip for everybody who rips Mike for being a soft coach or a player's coach. I don't think, you know, I've watched that clip back a few times. Part of me does think that Najee wanted to say something that was hypercritical of his coach, but had to find a way to say it. You know, like had to find a passive-aggressive way, a subtle way to try to say something critical about the the, the disciplinary problems that stem from the coach. When when a high-profile player says that, even after a game where he did nothing, it just fuels the fire of people that say that's Mike Tomlin's biggest problem. Because now you actually have somebody to reference back to and say, see, look what this guy said from the inside, from inside their walls. He's saying that they need rules? What is this? You sitting down with Lennox and saying, hey, Lennox, if you want to play Mario Kart at night, here's 10 things you need to do every day. You need to make your bed. You need to eat your breakfast. You can't punch your brother in the face. I mean, that's But if I said that, he'd say, no, Daddy, here are some rules you have to follow. Like, that's kind of what... By the way, it's it's also really ridiculous, and Mike Tomlin will speak uh, tomorrow at noon, by the way. Because we haven't had that yet come out. Okay. That'll be noon tomorrow. That just came down the We got tomorrow's show all made up then. Correct. Um... There's also something else that came down the pike that we need to discuss in the break to decide if we're going to go with it, but a very explosive comment that the three of us might have missed. By? Deontay Johnson. Oh, I think I know what it is. Okay, then you didn't miss it. Um, The fact that it's Najee Harris, a guy that Mike has pretty explicitly made clear he wants to be a leader on this team, then kind of turning around and giving him the old Julius Caesar treatment and stabbing him a little bit there. And did you hear what Jeff said about that, who's going to join us in a few minutes? Jeff has a theory that maybe Najee pulled his punch a little bit because Tomlin was in the room when he made those comments. He thinks that he had to say, I'm not talking about coaching because, like, he Tomlin, knew Tomlin could hear Tomlin him. was, like, over his shoulder. When so, wait a minute. So, he thinks Mike isn't going to hear the rest of the comments, though, or isn't going to infer what he wants from the, from the comments? If you're talking about rules and changing things, you're talking about the coach and the coaching staff. That's it. You're not talking about the equipment managers need to do things differently. Come on. Here is Mike on the fan. Hello, Mike. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, Thanks man. for taking my call. You bet. Um, so I was just I've been listening all day in the car here and working and uh everybody's well, I like blue on the collar people that are working all day, Mike. So <laughs> I tip my cap to you, but continue. Thank you. Uh, well everybody's I fire Mike Tolman and I get it. No no fans I think are happy about losing five playoff games in a row. My question is just like, I look at like John Harbaugh in Baltimore who has won one playoff game since 2014. Um, so, I mean, do you guys, would you guys say he needs to be fired also? I he, guess he was going to, well, he was going to get fired till Lamar Jackson saved his ass in his rookie season. 
And I do think there should start to be calls about like if they if they flame out in this playoff game against Houston as an almost ten point uh, favorite, Mike. If I were doing Baltimore radio, and thank God I'm not, I would be going on the air saying, "What has John Harbaugh ultimately done for us lately? What is this franchise's standard?" You have the reigning league MVP. You have these future league MVP for the second time, and you lose again in the postseason. Yeah, Mike, they got to start winning playoff games too. I don't and disagree plenty, with that. And there's plenty of heat on Lamar already for that. Yeah. But that's how we cope with our situation. We look at them and say, well, they haven't won a, many playoff games either, so that makes me feel better about my own team. It's, it's not an excuse at all or, or a coping mechanism. Well, I'm just, I'm, I'm I'm just, just saying, curious. Like, that, I don't Well, we're not in Baltimore. I'm just curious why you would bring it up then. Well, because I never hear the talk on, on national media or anything. All the talk about John Harbaugh is he's a great coach. Well, all and the talk about every, Mike Tomlin when you turn on TV is the same thing, Mike. Yeah, a lot of it is, and like I said, I'm disappointed too. I, I see the coaching mistakes in the playoff games at, on Monday. Uh, there was a bunch of them. I mean, I'm disappointed, but I'm just saying it seems like in Pittsburgh here that, you know, we seem to, you know, be a little bit more on them than they are in other places. Well, most, you know, most people I think mean, I don't know what Baltimore fans are like with Harbaugh. I don't. I know that Cleveland fans, Stefanski had technically a better year, I know that Cleveland fans were all over him early in the season. He was under a lot of scrutiny up there. As he should have been. And then he, I mean, they had Because he had a lot to do with them bringing Deshaun Watson, right. and he had, to go, he had to go along with the owner and the GM on that. Interesting call. Here's Troy next. Hello, Troy. What's up, guys? How you doing? Hey, man. Uh, long drive home from Buffalo. I argued oh, you with did my it. friend. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, I had to argue with my friend the entire way back about Tomlin. I'm on the opposite end of you guys, and just let just let me tell you why, okay? Now, we talk about Tomlin. You say, you know, he's you can't teach an old dog new tricks. There's a difference when the old dog can't hunt anymore and when the old dog can hunt. And you have to take your Pittsburghy out of it a little bit and just see, has he done enough to warrant – Coaching one last year that is on his contract. It's not going to be just done one enough year. in your They're going to give him an extension. I'm asking Troy. you though. We're talking about next year. I'm asking you: Is he the current contract that he is on? And we all know the Pittsburgh Steelers organization likes to follow that. Minus Matt Canada, is he worth one more year coaching for the Steelers no. for what he's done? I don't think so. No. So going to the playoffs, even though you're Troy. losing, but being being better than most of the league, going five and one in your division, going four and two in your division, Troy. multiple times. Troy, did, that is worth Troy. one more year. Troy, he's got to hire an offensive coordinator. Do you trust him to hire a good one? Listen, he. No, no. In, I want you to answer that question. I want you to answer that question. I am. Do you, I am. I am. Do you I trust am. him to hire I a good believe, one? I believe. No, no, just give me a yes or no think, first. Do you? Yes, I do. Because it's not what? just him. It's everybody else making the call because they know, and I believe Tomlin knows that he will not finish. He will not be in Pittsburgh that much longer. He's getting so he a contract it, extension this offseason. It's not he goes into it with one year like Canada. You know that. Has he ever gone into it with one year? Or have they always made it a two year? Troy. I will bet Has, you any amount of money me, in the world. He's not going to go in with for me, please. It's it's not a question Has, that's fair. He you Has can they call ever Troy. Left it down. Troy, Have they I'll ever let left Troy. it down in 17 Troy, years to stop the last for a year second. of the contract. Troy, stop. If he gets if he coaches without a contract extension, 
I will take myself off the air, and you can make my money to do a whole show if you want. You can talk for as long as you want. That's not happening. That is a non-starter. He is getting a contract extension and no and more money. So why would I even entertain what you're talking about right now? It, you can't. Well, you're, you're enter, you were entertaining the fact that Mike Tomlin would be gone. Compare he, those I, two. I, I, on his own terms. I never said he was going to get fired. No one did. Who no, said that? But he, you thought that he would be gone. Yes, on his own terms. No matter which way you thought no, it. No, that's a big that, – that, that's not a semantical thing. It's not. That's not a semantical thing. And you know I, that too. I'll tell you this. I understand everything that people say about Tomlin. They are not wrong. But when you really look at it, I believe that if they, as an organization, and this is why they brought in Andy Weidel, if they start to try to get a, a prominent, I'm talking about a prominent offensive coordinator, and well, I wouldn't even, when they do that. I, when they do that, you can call in and gloat all you want. I have no, no trust. But will you or be on Tomlin's bandwagon then, or no? I, I'll I'll feel much better about him if he brings in someone with a track record. Yes, I'll admit that. So the classic flip flop. Yes, of course. What do you mean? That's not a classic flip flop. That's changing your opinion of someone based on new information. We do that all the time. Man, I bet his ride home from Buffalo was fun. Man. I would have jumped out of the car right around uh, Angola, I like New Troy. York. Troy's, a, Troy's a good listener and a good caller, and he, everyone's allowed to make their points. But, like, when you start by saying it's just about a – like, Mike gets put on probation and he gets 2024 and that's it. We know that's not happening. If Troy's hypothetical was does he deserve that one more year and he, he was – he would have been happy to let Mike coach one more year with no contract, guess what, Troy – he doesn't hire a good OC. No OC comes to coach for a lame duck. He he just might as well go back and grab Matt Canada and, and put, like, Bobby Valentine disguise glasses on him and call him Cat Manada. Donnie, was I unfair there? I mean, you could tell me. I mean, was I out of line with that? I don't think so. I like the arguments where the caller is just screaming, let me talk, after having been allowed to talk. That was fun for me, though. I didn't have to do anything. I got paid to sit there he for two He trusts minutes. Mike to hire the right but he offensive also, no, no, coordinator. No, 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 no. There was one. There was a tell in there. He said. With everyone else yes. involved. He defla- right. You tried to say, do you trust Mike? You said, well, if they get everybody else involved, then inherently you don't trust Mike. Because he needs their the help. Question is, the question is, if Mike is left solely to make the hire, do you trust him? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right. Time to go back out to the fan hotline. Jeff Hathorne joins us. 
Our Steelers insider over at 93.7thefan.com. Mike Tomlin set to talk to reporters tomorrow uh, at noon, his season-ending press conference. Jeff, if you got the first question tomorrow, what would it be? Oh, there's so many. Mike, you have uh, one year left on your contract. <laughs> I don't want it to end right there. I want there to be more. I mean, I want to ask him about Najee. I want to ask him. I think the biggest thing to me is what needs to change with your offense and what do you want in an offensive coordinator? I mean, this offense has been, you know, bottom third of the league for half a decade. What's going what's gonna to evolve? And then, you know, the Najee comments. I mean, there's so much to talk to him about just beyond his own personal. Who's going to pick the next offensive coordinator, Jeff? That's a great question. I mean, he's going to have a say in it. Let's, let's be real. Even if, the, even if Art Rooney were to suggest or there would be um, candidates given by Omar Khan or Andy Weidel, it's got to be someone that's got to work with Mike. But what I would hope would happen is that if he's just because he's comfortable with somebody doesn't mean that that's the obvious choice. Like, look at other options. Bring in different guys. Even if you're just picking ideas off these guys, like, you've got to expand. This is not a time for an in-house candidate. Um, nothing against Eddie Faulkner. Nothing against Mike Sullivan. You can't hire an in-house candidate at this point. Um, where this organization is right now. How about unless the person is overwhelmingly qualified, you can't also hire a candidate who has Pittsburgh ties? <laughs> yeah, that's going to be tough. That's going to be the those going to be the first names Van Pelt that are going to be on that list. Luke Getze. Everyone else has reached. Listen, yeah. if they wanted to hire Bobby Slowick to coach the team, okay, then he has Pittsburgh ties. And and, and here's the trick. And here's another question for Mike. You, you know you have one year left on your contract and we've discussed this before guys. I mean, who's who of the, of quality candidate, who's going to come here under a coach under a one year deal where they don't know where they might be. Well, next that's year. why I just got to do a screaming match. Unfortunately, with a caller before we brought you on because he was trying to make it out to be a proposition where Mike would only would go into next year without a contract extension. And I just can't yeah. fathom that. Jeff. I mean, Can you, I mean, I listen, put 0.0% no. odds on Mike coaching next year as a lame duck yeah if it's one percent here's the thing if he does go in that way let's say that that defies all odds and he goes in with just one year you're not going to get the candidate that you need this is a critical hire for the Pittsburgh Steelers not only that but it creates a distraction about his future the entire season and there's no way the Steelers would accept that That, and that's why they normally sign them with two years left to avoid all of that yep and, uh, and here we are. Uh, what What do you read into Kenny Pickett not wanting to talk at locker room clean out there? That he had he felt like there was no way to win that media session, so just avoid it. That's what I take out of it because no matter what he says, it's going to be taken some way, uh, and it's going to make the off season probably harder for him. So, but by not think, talking, people are inferring meaning into it, Jeff. So he's damned if he does, yeah, damned if he doesn't. If, you're right, but if a quote is tied to something, you know, if he says, I think I, if he would have come out and said, listen, I think I should have been the starter, that creates a whole other firestorm. Or if he doesn't say that, then people say, well, he doesn't even want to play. I mean, he, I don't, I think he was in a no win situation. I wanted to talk to him. There were questions I wanted to ask him. 
But I'm just telling you from their standpoint, I think that's why we didn't see Kenny in the locker room at all. Do you think that gets on Tomlin and anybody else you know, in the front office's radar that he didn't do that? Do you think he did it with their blessing? Do you think that's him doing something that they were surprised by and unhappy with? How do you interpret their in their reaction to it? If there was I think any? they left I think they left the decision up to him, but um I think they're anytime they could have less drama, um that's would could potentially be self induced. I think that's a, you know, that's where they want to go. Um I, I again, I wanted to talk to him. I wanted to hear his thoughts on things. I'm sure the organization gave a blessing. And I'll say this. I mean, there was at least one year where Pouncey was the offense captain and didn't talk. So there's not, it's okay. not like it hasn't happened before. It's just, there's Unusual. so much going around Kenny Pickett yeah. and it's such a huge position. It's the biggest position in sports. You'd love to hear from Jeff. Do you think he's their starting quarterback week one next year? Yes. Do you think Mason Rudolph is also back on the roster in that case? I, I'm, I'm doubtful one, because I think he'll get other opportunities and two, if you're the Steelers and you want it to be Kenny and you want Kenny to have the opportunity to be the guy, if you bring Mason back, the second he throws an incompletion in camp, they're going to start chancing camp for Mason Rudolph to be the guy. And who do you think will be his backup? I think somebody from the outside. Um, you know, whether that's, uh, gosh, Dobbs would be, would, I guess, could be an option. It, it could be a veteran. Do you think they'll draft um, a quarterback in the later rounds, like a project? I do. I do. I think that'll be the third third stringer. Will be somebody, uh, whoever slips down into the draft, and I think McCarthy would probably be too high at that point. But you know, somebody that may have done some things in college, and if you roll the dice on a fourth or fifth rounder, maybe like a Spencer third, Rattler, falls, Jeff. We just oh, keep saying it as a running joke on go. the show. Spencer Rattler, big arm, big talent. People thought he was going to be the number one overall pick. Do you think next How year about Jordan Travis? I mean, a guy with injury questions, Mm -hmm. you know, that that might be a guy that you could develop into something. If Kenny is their starter, Jeff, do you think next year is make or break? That's all he gets one year with a new coordinator. And if he doesn't show them what they want to see, it's over for him. I mean, there are always variables. You know, is he dealing with injuries? Um, You know, they have incredible injuries on offense that just made it impossible for it to be successful. But if he, he is healthy all year and it's noticeable that he's the reason that they're not succeeding. Um, I don't know if he'd be released, but I think they would look at they would start looking at other options for their future. Jeff Hathorn, who braved the elements, went up to Buffalo to cover the game on Monday, and he'll be back at it tomorrow at the Mike Tomlin season-ending press conference. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, guys. I like when people make our jobs easier, and it sounds like the same thing happened to Chris and I within ten minutes of each other, getting messages from people about something that was said at Locker Cleanout Day that I've, I, I had not seen a quote on this until an hour less than an hour ago, in the last half hour, I would you're, say. You're lucky. People send you messages. I have to see angry people in my mentions going, how have you guys not brought this up yet? Uh, Nick Farabaugh, who writes for the website Steelers Now, I think Donnie has dubbed him, what is it, up-and-coming Steelers insider? Was that your nickname for him when you had him on your show? Yeah, I like Nick. I I have no issue with Nick either. Nice man bun. He's a very jovial – he's like if Kabali was happy ever and had a man bun. He's like a mix of me, Kabali, maybe a little Harry Callis in there. I sat next to him. Good guy, though. He does a good job. Very friendly guy, yes. I sat next to him in the press box at the Steelers-Raiders game. 
There was some year. there was something uh, out in Greensburg at uh for Pomp that Pompeian was putting on before the season started and I went up to him I was like Nick hey man I'm a fan of your work congrats on like your you know you're writing for the site I think he was taken aback and thought I was a complete d bag beforehand and I'm hoping he doesn't think so now hopefully well we're giving him some shine here because he's the only person that I saw with this quote in his story and it's a doozy Deontay Johnson on Mason Rudolph quote. I hope he gets the job next year and do what he's got to do, but he did a great job in my opinion. He said he's been on the Mason plane. The first part of the sentence, though, is the is the money I line. I hope he gets the job next year. You have a first-round pick quarterback that the organization took great pains throughout the Mason Rudolph success story at the end of the year to try to pacify him and let him know we still believe in you so much so that this depth chart thing where we've updated it all year not going to do it we're still going to keep you number one and now you're Tomlin (laughs) telling insiders behind the scenes Kenny Pickett is still our starting quarterback even though I'm playing somebody else right now I'm just quote going with the hot hand and now your highest paid offensive player said I hope the hot hand gets the job hey people can apologize for things they can take things back they can change their mind all of those things right If I were Kenny Pickett, though, and I saw this, I would be pissed. I would think this guy believes that Mason Rudolph is a better quarterback than me. Uh, To me, if you're really going to fully endorse Pickett and make him your number one quarterback next year, my personal opinion, I think you'd have to trade Johnson because he'd be livid that they – elected to go with Pickett instead of the... Well, if you bring... Imagine this. You bring both guys back. So, Kenny's, the, so Kenny's doing uh, work in OTAs, getting his timing down with Johnson, all the while knowing Johnson would much rather be catching first-team passes from two. Well, right. Think about the media dissension that that creates. So the Steelers bring back Rudolph, but it's clear that it's still Kenny's job. All Johnson is going to get asked about whenever Pickett, whenever Pickett struggles is, hey, you're a Mason Rudolph guy. What do you think? Should Mason be playing? Like, it creates, in my opinion, a huge issue. Kenny's just going to know that one of his two main passing game targets would rather him not be throwing the ball. Um, I'll go back to what I said earlier in in the show. It looked like that offense was much more confident in Rudolph and responding to him both, like, verbally and otherwise. And didn't Dan Moore... Guys have dropped veiled hints about the camaraderie they felt they developed late in the year. Well, Rudolph came right out and said it after the no, game. No, Rudolph said it, but Dan Moore like acknowledged it, Jalen Warren. And I think that's all a tacit, yeah, when the other guy came in, things clicked for us and we feel better. But this is, here is the guy that I would prefer win this job. I think he, I've all, he, he did say in this clip, in this quote, basically he's always been a fan of Rudolph. Liking a guy and feeling good about him when he's in, and be like they they said those things about Duck Hodges when Rudolph got benched, the way that the players around him took a liking to him and gravitated towards him, and there were a lot of qualities in Duck that those guys uh, liked and uh, found worthy of like believing in him or even following him because of what he did in training camp and the way he carried himself and everything else. So that part of it is not a unique opinion for a player to say about a backup quarterback. It's the thing about how he believes Mason should be the starting quarterback next year. That is troublesome. 
And because I don't think the coach shares that opinion at all, clearly, and the organization doesn't. And the guy that it thinks he's the starting quarterback, who they used the first-round pick on, is under the impression that when he comes back to work this spring, it's going to be his job again. And you're going to have to now smooth that over and find a way to fix that, man. I mean, this it's, it's a big story. And you know what's weird about it? I was just kind of looking it up. I mean, I knew that there had been a couple of games where Johnson had a lot of targets, at least, from Pickett. He caught the touchdown in the Tennessee game. He, in the three regular season games, I know one of them was a slot bucket, but it's also where he had his big play. In the three regular season games Mason quarterbacked, he only had 10 catches for a buck 80. In the three games prior to that, the three lowest moments of the Steelers' season, he had three touchdowns. He had a touchdown in every game when Mitch was playing, basically which I thought was was unusual. You can't even necessarily support the idea that it's strictly based on Deontay wanting to get his numbers there and feeling Mason was his best chance. It actually just looks like he says, this guy's the best guy for the job. I would imagine Mike Tomlin not happy about that, but guess what? Like, if you're just asking me, Steelers fan, I think he's right. I think he is the best guy of the players that they will bring, that, that at least have a chance to be back next year from this current team. I'd be crazy to say that Mason doesn't look like the best option. He played like the best option. Kenny can be as mad as he wants. The only thing that cures it is getting like is playing better. That's the only way he wins any of these guys over is just being better. There's no magic formula here. There's no amount of talking or bonding he I, can do. I still don't think there's a super high ceiling on Rudolph, but I will confess to you that the idea of having an offensive coordinator that would know how to utilize his talents better, and I don't think it'll be here. But I will be intrigued to see if that happens somewhere else. I mentioned this to somebody today. I really believe this. I think landing spot for him, where would it make sense for Mason Rudolph to play or sign next year? My answer is the Rams. Because even though Stafford is clearly the starter there, he's also into his late 30s now, and he gets hurt all the time. Maximum gets, two years left probably for he him. He gets dinged up. You go there... And maybe you play a couple of games this season. It could be a Geno Smith behind Russell Wilson situation where McVay sees you play a little bit and then is like, you know what? Stafford's done. Let's go to Mason as the quarterback. And now you're in his offensive system. You're in an offensive system that's very quarterback friendly. Jared Goff went to a Super Bowl there. Stafford and know, won one. And the we know Mason can stand in and make the throws too. Ex exactly. Which Stafford what, does for them a what, lot. What do teams try to do at quarterback? They try to pair up their backup with a style that is similar to uh, the backup style and, and starter style are similar. Why is Tyler Huntley Lamar Jackson's backup? Why did the Bills want Mitch Trubisky before the Steelers did? You know, you try to find guys that you don't have to completely change your playbook when one guy goes out. Rudolph and Stafford are both sit in the pocket and make play quarterbacks. Stafford's just better arm, is a better athlete, but they're both their DNA as to how they want to play the position is the same. Stand like, in, drop I, back, find the receiver, make the I don't throw. think this will happen, but let's say it did hypothetically because you brought this up to me before about how prospective coordinators would feel about the Steelers' quarterback situation and who they would prefer. Mm -hmm. Let's say Tomlin did reach out to Byron Leftwich mm -hmm. and say, Byron, I'm thinking about hiring you. Come in for an interview. During that process, he asked them about their quarterback play last year. 
Who do you think Byron Leftwich would prefer? Be a mobile guy with a, with a pretty good arm down the field who likes to take shots because that's how Byron played yeah. the position. But also, look at the quarterbacks that he coached in Tampa. Tom that's Brady. That's how Jameis played, and that's how Tom Brady played. And you can laugh at Jameis all you want, and he Jameis brings a lot of no, it on him. Jameis is a better quarterback than Mason. And he and, and brought a lot of own problems on himself and self-inflicted wounds and all that. But go look up how many points they scored in that season when Byron had Jameis as his quarterback. I think it's more than any season in Steelers history. Their opponents also scored a lot of points because right. of Jameis. He was a giveth and taketh away yes, guy. He but was. yes, the bottom line is Mason would be attractive to people that played the position and now coach the position or or coordinate that played it the same way. Byron did. And I think he, I'll be honest with you, man. I think he'd do well with the Rams. They also have a good offensive line, but they have to keep the new linchpin of that line, Kevin Dotson. Got guys in LA. How by about the, that? You've got guys in LA. Havenstein, their uh, one tackle, basically saying, "I hope he either gets a billion dollars somewhere in free agency because he deserves it, or he's here because that's how good he's." Donnie, been. you've been in locker rooms, high school and college. Uh, when guys like that, like when guys like Deontay Johnson and others, don't come out as strongly as him, but are saying very complimentary things of the the backup Rudolph, and Johnson goes as far as to say, "I think he should get the job." How do you think that makes Kenny Pickett feel? Uh, can't make him feel very good um I mean now that is something that uh I never really had to deal with directly because there was never uh I guess a true quarterback controversy uh in my time of high school football but I mean yeah I I think at any position really but especially at quarterback if you hear other players saying this guy's better this guy gives us the best chance to win I want to play with this guy that can't taste very good if you're the starter at that position, if you got drafted highly into the NFL. What, what does it say for Pickett? Not only that Johnson, it, there's not just the endorsement of the other guy, but that I think there's a certain level of, I don't care what Kenny Pickett thinks of me saying this if, if I'm Deontay Johnson. That part of it, too. There's that, too. Like, you don't respect, not maybe not respect's not the right word, but you don't fear the consequences of saying this about Mason and what it might mean for Unless Kenny. it's some kind of long con on his part where, like, he knows what it takes to get traded or booted out of Pittsburgh, and he thinks if he endorses the other guy and makes it clear that he'd rather have him, that that, like, expedites some trade or get to a new— That that would be, like, advanced chess. If I don't think he's playing advanced chess here. I think either. he's giving his honest opinion. And I agree Mason. with that. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.